0: Hey, friend, and welcome to the Camera Brave Show. My name's Marissa, and I help people fearlessly create content and find their own beautiful voice. In this show, we talk all about strategy, mindset, and confidence, not to mention the power of storytelling through my personal favorite thing, video. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's dive right in. Hello, friend, and thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to The Camera Brave Show. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the actual process of taking video and how this process can, at times, be more impactful than the actual video you're creating. I am really hopeful that this is going to encourage those of you who are really focused on creating perfect video and feel like that's the only way to do it is to make an amazing video. However, there's a lot of value in the actual process of presenting your content that supersedes the actual video itself. So before we dive on in, I, first of all, want to thank you guys so much for being here from the bottom of my heart, because we just hit 200 downloads on the camera brave show. And I am just so excited that we're getting these numbers and that people are downloading and listening especially in the beginning stages, because I know I always have room for growth. So if you're here in the beginning, I just, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're enjoying the show, I would really want to encourage you to jump on over to Apple podcast, rate the show and write a super quick review. Uh, You just click on the camera brave show, scroll down to the bottom and you can do everything right there. That really helps us get some momentum here, especially in the beginning. Alrighty, let's dive right in to the process of taking video itself. So, when you take a video, two things happen. And the thing that most people focus on is the actual video. That's the file that you're uploading to social media, right? The actual video itself. However, one thing that is so important and less talked about is the process of taking the video. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the time that you are taking to iron out your content, the actual act of you sitting or standing in front of a camera and delivering your content and the ability to go back and review it later. So that's what I'm calling in this episode, the process. Okay. That is the process of taking video. And I think this process of taking video is the painful part for a lot of you. So I wanna talk about how valuable this process can be and how it goes beyond just the actual video file that you're uploading. Because when it comes down to it, the video is the part that we critique, right? The video is the part where we're counting the number of times we say, um, or uh, or we're constantly worried that our hair's too frizzy. That's me personally. That's the part that we're actually critiquing. However, I really want you to think about the value of this process over the actual video that you're creating. So we're in a society where we really value the way that we present ourselves. I like to think of video as a first impression, the way you would carry yourself, the way that you would make eye contact, how you would do that in person. I like to teach using those same skills on camera. So when you are taking a video, this process of talking and making eye contact is an excellent way to practice how you present yourself in real life. You can think of this process as practice and as a skill that you are improving upon instead of thinking of the actual video that you're creating and feeling like you have to pick that apart and critique the video itself. Instead, I want to encourage you to think of the process of taking video of yourself and think of it as something that you can build upon with time. Think about the process of taking video as practice for how you present yourself and think of it as this compounding skill that you're improving over time. So what does that mean? That means that if you do a video and you don't feel great about it, or you feel like maybe you you tank on a live or something like that, it means that you are taking that experience and that video out of its container, and instead seeing it as a skill and a journey that you're going to continue walking upon. So even if you have bumps or you have videos that you don't like, when you can think of that whole videoing process as practicing for yourself, then you're able to see things on the grander scale. So let me give you a little comparison here. Think about it as if you were working out. Think of it as a fitness routine. So first of all, when you go to the gym and you work out, that time, that 30 minutes that you're in the gym, that's when you're putting in the work. That's when you're going through that process. And then the next time that you go back to the gym, You're going to be a little bit stronger, build a little bit more stamina, and you're going to be able to compound your strength and to work out again. And over time, as you continue to go back to the gym, you're continuing to build strength. Think of your camera like that gym. You're continuing to come back to it. You're continuing to strengthen those muscles, and you're going to build stamina and get stronger over time. Don't think about video as these compartmentalized files that you're creating. Think about it instead. That's like going to the gym and thinking about each workout as its own self-contained weightlifting time. Whereas in reality, you're constantly building up to not necessarily get to a destination, but just to get stronger and to continue on this journey. And that's how I want you to think of video. You're continuing on to get stronger and there's not necessarily a goal in mind, but you're building stamina and your form is getting better and you're starting to enjoy it more. You're starting to feel more confident. That is how I want you to think about your video journey. So the second part of this that is really the important aspect here is that if you're weightlifting that strength that you're building isn't going to just stay in that weight room. It's going to go with you to wherever you're going in life, whether you're wanting to go have a more active lifestyle, if you're wanting to play with the kids, that strength that you built in that weight room stays with you for other aspects of life and is going to allow you to do other things because you have that strength with you. I want you to think of a very similar situation when you're delivering on camera, the strength and the skill that you are building when you are sitting on camera is going to go with you wherever you go. The ability to express yourself, to deliver content is going to follow you. And I'm going to list out five different specific ways that this skill is going to really reflect itself in your life, but do not think of it as a self-contained video. Think of it as the skill that you can take with you, just like the strength that you're building in the gym. You're building the skill whenever you're getting on camera and being able to express yourself like that, being able to develop a rhythm when you speak, those things are going to go with you wherever you go in life. So if you are just completely stuck on the idea of taking video Think about the process and how valuable that process could be for all of the other aspects of your life and your business. And I'm going to list five examples here in a minute of exactly where this skill can work for you and where it has personally worked for me and the areas of my life that it's allowed me to grow in because I began presenting myself on camera so many years ago. So if you're staying stuck because of the idea of taking perfect video, or because you are such a tough critic on your own video, then think about this process instead and the impact that it could have. Because storytelling, connecting with others, networking goes far beyond your camera. This is just a way to practice it and a way to hone in on your skill and to be able to share it with anyone in the world, which is such a beautiful, incredible thing when you think about storytelling and the impact that you can have on other people. So if you're really struggling with that mindset of you're completely stuck of thinking about your video, and everything has to be perfect, and you don't like the way that you look, you don't like the way that you sound on camera, then I want you to think about the impact that the process of presenting yourself could have if you started today. Because if you're trying to wait until you have it all together and have it all figured out, you're probably going to be waiting for a long time. Whereas if you start today, You can continually build that strength, just like working out. You could put it off until you had the perfect leggings or until you had the perfect protein powders or whatever you feel that you need. But in reality, you could fit in a workout now if it was crunch time and you needed to. And you could probably get a really good workout in, and you would feel accomplished and proud of yourself after. And I want to encourage you to take the same approach to video, where once you get started today, you will be able to continually practice that process and to continue to grow. That the only way to get good is to get started, my friend. And. If you're waiting for someone to tell you that now is the time and that today is the day, then now is the time and today is the day. So let's talk about this areas of your life that practicing this process on camera can affect. So the first thing that is on this list is your ability to network professionally, when you're doing this process of getting on camera and you are constantly talking about your messaging, you are also getting in the habit of knowing exactly what you stand for. You are ironing out your values. You are constantly introducing yourself and you are telling your own story. Those are powerful skills when you're networking in any capacity, being able to introduce yourself and have a strong introduction. You're going to find these phrases that you continually say, which are powerful to you and that you can continue to build your cores and your values around. So one for me that I didn't necessarily create camera brave upon, but I realized very early on when I started talking and when I started doing lives and coaching was that I am a huge advocate for being authentic on camera and for helping people allow their personality to shine. And that was something that I only uncovered through talking to people, getting on camera myself, and really realizing what values were important to me. Because another thing that I hugely emphasize is preparing your own content. So when you're preparing your content, it's like you're studying and you're really getting into your own head as to what you mean when you're saying these things and how many layers deeper you want to go, because those are what allow you to really connect with People on a deeper level, when you're able to dig into what you stand for, what messaging lays behind those phrases like helping your personality shine on camera. When you're able to unpack that content and get deeper into that, it really allows other people to build an understanding and a relationship with you that you may not have originally done if you stayed on the surface level. So getting into your content and creating outlines and really unpacking things is a great way to firm up your messaging as well. So that is the first one, professional networking. I kind of dipped into this second one as well. Um, but the second process I have is promoting your own business. When you're... Constantly building the skill, you're able to talk about these hot points quicker. And say that you're in a conversation with someone or you're in a room with someone and they're asking you questions, you're already so familiar with your content that you're able to promote exactly what you're standing for, whatever your service is. Well, if you're a product based business, whatever that is, you're able to promote your own business more efficiently when you've had this process and practice of talking about it. Number three, you're going to be more open to the concept of an interview. Now this may sound like a giant scary concept and that's okay. However, there may be a point where maybe you know someone with a podcast and if they reached out to you today, would you say yes to the opportunity or would it be too intimidating for you? If you're able to get this process started and continually practice showing up on camera and talking about what matters to you, having the self-expression, the self-development honestly is what it is in, in truth. You really get to dig into who you are, and what you stand for. And if you're able to start that work today, then if a week down the road, someone asks you to be on their podcast or to be featured on their YouTube channel or for some sort of interview, you're going to have those skills in place and you're going to be more likely to say yes. The fourth process is being open to something like Speaking engagements. And if this again sounds like a massive, scary concept to you, then I really, really want to encourage you to begin practicing now because the more that you practice your speaking and your ability to express yourself, the more open minded you're going to be to these bigger ideas, like a speaking engagement. Now, it doesn't have to be a massive paid speaking engagement, but I was recently reached out to uh, from the college that I went to and they were reaching out to local alumni and I'd actually hosted an event with them while I was still in school. And so they reached out to me to ask if I would be willing to come in and, and speak to a classroom of students. And I said, absolutely. I would love to not because I'm a public speaker, but because I've developed the skills of presenting well enough To where I know that these skills are transferable to public speaking. And I'm just, I'm feeling like I need to touch on this real quick, where there's this concept of you're a natural. And that is one of the first topics I touched on when I started the podcast. It is um, how to be authentic in your content and in real life. I believe that is episode two, where I talk about being called a natural. And it just, this is not a natural skill that I was born with at all. I think people gravitate towards me because of the way that I present myself. It's easy for them to say, oh, you have an amazing voice. Oh, you you present yourself so well. I bet you're great in crowds and public speaking or on camera. And the truth is that those are skills that I've spent years developing. So people will say things like you're natural. And that is a compliment because if you can make something look effortless, then that means that you've really mastered it. But the truth is that it's just practice. And it's a skill. I was not born like this. If you would have tried to talk to me, you know, as a, as a child, or, you know, even in, in my early high school days, I would have been awkward. I wouldn't have had the same expression that I have now. I wouldn't have the strong presence, even my early days on camera. It's a little tough to watch for me because I wasn't able to incorporate myself. I wasn't familiar with how to be authentic and how to be genuine in any content that you're delivering. Even if it's not your own, even if you're hosting a show, even if you're reading someone's commercial, there's a way where you can be genuine and sincere throughout any sort of content. And that's something that I'm really, really big on is being authentic. So that was a little tangent, but I felt the need to touch on it. Because I was recently at a wedding out of town and I was told by someone who I just met, I told them, you know, what I do and that I have a podcast. And she said, oh, I could already see you as doing that because you're just you're eloquent and you present yourself well. And the truth is that I never woke up like that. The truth is that those are skills. Three months ago, I didn't have a podcast and I don't think anyone would have told me, oh, I think you should have a podcast, but I didn't wait for anyone to tell me. And this actually segues into my fifth and final process that this skill could help you with, which is taking your content one step further. The more that you show up and the more that you continue to build your confidence and your skills on camera, the more likely you are to take the next step further and to be able to put yourself out there enough to do something like a podcast. Like if you would have told me at the beginning of this year that I would have started a podcast, not only started a podcast, but have gotten 200 downloads on it within the first few months, I would have thought, no way I couldn't do that. I don't know the first thing about it, but then I continued to show up on camera. I continued to explore what was out there because we have so much media around us right now. And there's so many opportunities to find what works for you. And I felt passionate about podcasts because I know I personally have been affected by so many podcast shows and I find comfort and wisdom in podcasts. So I decided to Do my own, even if I was unqualified. And now, just a few months later, I'm being told that that's something that I'm a natural at because I have a nice voice. When the truth is, just like 99.9% of you guys, I couldn't stand the sound of my own voice until very recently. And the only way I'm able to stand it now is because I hear it all the time, because I'm constantly watching myself back, I'm constantly assessing my own performances. And very, very recently have I been able to listen to my own voice. If you can't stand the sound of your own voice, recording and editing a podcast will get rid of that. Absolutely. You will become used to it. You will find things and nuance that you enjoy in it because you will spend hours listening to yourself and editing yourself. So that has really helped me with not liking the sound of my own voice has been this podcast right here. I've learned to enjoy it truly. So I really hope that you take away how impactful this process of taking video can be and how those skills can be transferable to other assets of your life that can have A greater impact than a single video. So do not be too hard on yourself if you are not enjoying the video that you're creating, if you're not able to watch it back, but instead think of it as a time investment for practicing how you present yourself and continuing to develop yourself as a professional or as an entrepreneur. And creating these skills and putting the work into these skills that can go far beyond the actual lens of your camera. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you liked this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to share it with someone who you think it could really help, who you think this may be impactful upon. Maybe you've heard them be their own worst critic and you want to encourage them to keep going. And on those days where you are being tough on yourself, think about it instead as a time investment into practicing how you present yourself. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next time on the camera brave show.